to Adjusted Reality, a podcast series trusted by the adjusted and brought to you by the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress. Today, we're diving into the power of forgiveness and how it can affect your mental health and well-being. I'm Dr. Sherry McAllister, and I hope you stay with me as we talk to Dr. Sean Duperin. Dr. Sean, a six-time Emmy winner, has been a chiropractic advocate for nearly two decades. Dr. Sean's agency, Sean TV, started a mental health movement called Project Forgive. Project Forgive, a non-religious, non-partisan organization, focuses on the mastery of forgiveness as a leadership tool. The project impacts millions every month through social media, educating on the health benefits of forgiveness. Her tool, Accepting the Apology You'll Never Receive, has been used by millions across the globe, is promoted by progressive companies like General Motors, and has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Welcome to the show, Dr. Sean. Thank you. I get chills even from the introduction. Like, is this really real? It's so fun. It is the adjusted (laughs) reality. It is an adjusted reality. This is fun because what we're trying to get to our listeners is different ways in which they can look at their health and reality. And right now you have this fantastic project. It's called Project Forgive. Can you just give our listeners today a little bit more about what Project Forgive is and how did it actually come about? Yep. So our agency, we do high pressure communication. And one of the biggest things we've always seen is that forgiveness is an issue for leaders. We have to like hold the bar, so to speak, for the conversation of forgiveness. Many times, even as parents or if we own a company or even working with people, we sometimes have to forgive people even when they don't apologize because we're going to take the high road, right? And um, so that's a lot of what we did and in my company. And then something happened. An incident happened that changed everything. And a dear friend of ours, his name is Gary Weinstein. His family was killed by a drunk driver. Now, we knew Gary very, very well. I know it's horribly sad. It was, it was devastating when it happened. We know Gary very, very well. His wife was my husband's business coach. My children babysat his children. And one day, a drunk driver rear-ended his entire family and killed his wife and two kids, Sammy and Alex. Now, that was a big deal. Where it became more catastrophic and more unbelievable is when I found out later that day that the man who killed them, also a dear family friend. Now, what are the odds of that? And what struck me so big about that day was that, wow, these both amazing families, exquisite families, and to have this travesty happen. And the ironic part was that the day before, the, the I don't want to call it an accident because drinking and driving is a choice, right? The day before he chose to drink and drive, his family was flying in from another state to do an intervention on his alcoholism. And he had been sober for many, many years and had fallen off the wagon. So what a catastrophe of timing, the whole nine yards. And then to look at this now, like, okay, how can you forgive someone for killing your family and let him also be an amazing 
person at the same time. And it just got me churning. And I'm like, something needs to be done about this. We need to start talking about this. I did a little video because I'm a television producer by trade and that video went viral. And that's how Project Forgive started. Oh, wow. That is an amazing story. And it, it does bring you back to a full reverse of how you look at things and how devastating your life can change in just a moment. Devastation has huge impact in people's health, as you've seen going through this situation and having the loved ones on both sides of this unfortunate experience. And we all know that we get to choose, just like drinking and driving, we get choices that make a difference in our lives. And when you get into a devastating experience, your health suffers. Can you talk to me a little bit about with Project Forgive, you know, there's health benefits of forgiveness. Can you talk to me about what, what you've seen and tell us a little bit more about how does the health and wellness of your mind affect your body? Yeah, you, and you're an expert on this too, Dr. McAllister, you so know this. Research after research after research shows when you have the capacity to forgive, and I call it a capacity and a skill. It's not something you just do. It doesn't work like that. It's a mastery. When you start mastering this, especially stuff that maybe you've been clinging to for many, many years, your blood pressure goes down, um, your cortisone levels increase in powerful ways to enable the innateness of your body, as chiropractors would say. And your, your risk for heart attack goes down, your risk for diabetes goes down. Not to mention, you're in a much better, happier place when you can let things go instead of carrying them around. So there's so much research on this topic. And it's one of the reasons why I thought, oh, we got to talk about forgiveness. And we got to do it in a way that's non-religious, non-partisan, because this is an inclusive conversation. This isn't just for, and I'm putting in quotes, religious people. Um, it's not like that at all. It really is a skill for mastery. That's a really important aspect of being able to look at forgiveness and knowing that even sometimes we don't even know how badly that issue is eating you up inside. And like you just said, you know, if, if you've got something that you're trying to forgive and you're not, you're not allowing it to um, uh, sit easily in your life, your blood pressure has to go up because it's nagging at you and you get upset. Um, I'm sure there's times in your life that you've started to recognize when you don't forgive someone, it does irritate you. Um, how does forgiveness in your life play a role? And what are some of the, maybe there's a, a story that you could share on, on forgiveness that brings our audience listeners an understanding of what forgiveness means and how it impacts your daily life. Oh, this is perfect. Um, so usually when we think forgiveness, there's so many myths around it, like forgive and forget. That is just a joke. There's, if, you're, if your child is killed by a drunk driver, are you forgetting that? No, that's not, it doesn't work that way. And um, when I think about the layering of forgiveness, forgiveness is a mastery of a skill. There's many pieces to it. I like to put it in five areas, shock, anger, grief, acceptance, peace, shock, anger, grief, acceptance, peace. And it's a nonlinear process. And so one day you might feel shocked about something. And then a couple of days later, you might feel peace about this 
topic and then maybe a couple days later you're grieving and then the next day you're angry. It's just this non-linear process. And here's the perfect example. It just happened to me last week. So with my little granddaughter, who's four, and um, we both were exposed to COVID. So we had to get COVID tests, okay? So I take her to the doctors, right? Because I was getting a test too. And so to my, to my horror, I had to help the doctors hold her down to swab her nose. Now, oh. now in the scheme of things, no grandma should ever have to hold down her granddaughter, okay? And that's what needed to happen, okay? That's just what so... But what happened though afterwards, I felt horrible afterwards because I had a, an instance when I was eight years old, okay? I had to get my blood drawn and I was held down by the doctors and nurses because I was having nothing to do with it. I was terrified. And when my mother and I left that doctor's appointment, she smacked me because she was so embarrassed by how I didn't... Uh, I didn't make her look good. That's just what so. So, you know, I'm looking at it as a 57 year old grandmother. You know, I've dealt with that. Right. Whole nother layer now though, as an adult grandmother, like, wow, I haven't thought about that in years. And it coincided with the death of my mother this week, her one year anniversary. So I've had all kinds of feelings that I had to re-forgive again, because forgiveness is a layering process. I felt anger. I felt, I grieved. I was so sad holding my daughter. Then I had some, or holding my granddaughter. Then I had moments of acceptance and peace that I could soothe her for 20 minutes afterwards and give her something that I never got and actually model appropriate love and empathy and compassion because of the forgiveness work I've done my entire adult life. And we pass these on to our grandkids, to our kids. And it was an, a beautiful experience and a great reminder that forgiveness really is a process because you chip away at it, especially long-term things like child abuse. You know, I talk about me coming from child abuse quite a bit. And um, there's always this layering or this next place that it, it's a little deeper and I have a little more deeper to go. And to embrace it that way is a very beautiful way to embrace forgiveness. And thank you for letting me share that. That is a fabulous story because you're right. It took you full circle. And as we go deeper into our own personal forgiveness, and I think our listeners would appreciate that you go through all of these emotions that you don't get to just throw it away and say, just forget it. It doesn't work like that. And I or think check it off like a check mark. Yeah. And it, it's okay if we go through a, a, an immense amount of emotions from, from grieving to anger, to trying to accept it And the beautiful part is peace. And that's really why this podcast is so important is because our listeners need to find that area where they can find the peace and they can find those forgiveness tips that will help them move through it. And like your four-year-old little granddaughter now, she gets to see that, you know, grandma wasn't trying to hurt me. She was trying to help me. And I know there's nobody out there who wants a, a, a nasal swab up their nose that high. So it I don't blame her one bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it hurts. When you go through some of these simple forgiveness tips that you just went through, is there more that you can give our listeners on how to think of forgiveness and some times when it's really difficult that, you're just angry at them and you don't want to forgive them. Can you give them some tips? 
Absolutely. And actually, that was the exact topic on our Facebook Live today. That was the exact topic. And the topic was around, what if you just don't want to play the game? This is what I say to myself. I forgive myself for not feeling forgiving. It's like a start of moving those barnacles on the boat. And that's what I've been doing this last week and a half or, or so with what happened with my mom. I'm, you know, with the, you know, with being held down and her smacking me. And I'm thinking, wow, can I forgive myself for not feeling very forgiving today? Cause I feel really angry about that today. Mm-hmm. And that gives me immediate soothe, immediate peace because this really is a process. And when you embrace the dynamic and the explanation that forgiveness is a process, your whole world changes. Because so many times when we work with folks, they think, oh, I need to forgive and be done with it. I don't know if forgiveness ever is the goal. Forgiveness is a real process. The goal is peace. And sometimes it's just peace and acceptance that that happened and that was part of your life. It doesn't mean you're like, oh, I'm gonna welcome them with open arms into my life. No freaking way, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Forgiveness does not mean respect. Forgiveness does not mean we're gonna be in relationship anymore. Forgiveness more is about that process of acceptance and peace. That for me rings something very true, especially if you've ever been in a a long-term relationship where someone has hurt you really badly. And they seem to move on, for example, and you seem a little bit stuck in that place where you are still angry. And when you say that process of going through all those emotions and anger being one of them, I like the fact that you're saying to our audience, it's okay. It's, it's okay to forgive yourself for not being able to forgive right now, because immediately you get this peace that you feel like you should be somewhere, but you're not. And that's where adjusted reality comes in is I should be able to just let this go. And you beat yourself up because you're not letting it go. And I've had plenty of patients that will come in and say, I wish I could just let it go, but I can't. And that tip you just gave is exactly where they need to be. Be okay with the fact that you just can't let go right now. And yeah. know I'm that- I'm forgive myself that I'm holding on for dear life right now. <laughs> I love it, Dr. Sean. We have so many negative uh, connotations to anger and feelings are just, they come and go. If you allow them, they just come and go. And anger is a warning system for our body. There's a reason why we feel angry. And what I've discovered in this process of creating a documentary and this process of working with these tools in forgiveness is that it is a process Anger is acceptable. And actually the hardest phase is not the anger phase. The hardest phase for folks is that place of grief because we don't like to grieve. Sure. We don't like it. And, um, and I've noticed the comings and goings of grief for me particularly, and I know you know this about me, Dr. McAllister, is that just before COVID hit, my mother, my father, and my sister, all died of different forms of cancer in a very short period of time. And the grief that I have gone through and continue to go through has been, has floored me because I've really seen the transformative powers of grief. Like when you actually grieve 
and you move through something rather than suffering through something for 30 years, like being mad at a business partner who stole your money 30 years ago. That's a very different conversation than actually forgiving them and moving through it and grabbing your life lessons. And this grief process with my mom, my sister, and my dad has profoundly altered me. And I can allow the grief to come up even in this moment thinking about it. And I have many moments of peace, but yeah, it's, um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful journey. And grief is one of the hardest ones to deal with. I think you're right. And part of it is we're reaching out to others as we start to see people grieve and we need to be comfortable watching people grieve. We always feel very awkward, like we want to touch them, we want to hug them. And that's a natural, I think, innate response is to hold them like you did with your granddaughter when she was upset and, and feeling the sadness. We want to hold people. And right now we're in COVID-19. A lot of us can't be anywhere near our loved ones. In that feeling of grief that you just went through, like I want to hug you right now through this, <laughs> through this virtual yeah. setting, because grief is difficult. It's difficult for the person feeling it. And it's difficult for the person watching that person go through it. And I, I ask, since you have gone through so much grief and it's immensely deeply touching that you share it with our audience is how has the person, your significant other, your husband, how has he added to your ability to go through grief? Because that might be something our audience needs is having someone help them. What, what helped you when you, with your significant other to, to be okay? A in conversation story. I've seen on forgiveness in a very long time, Dr. McAllister. I really love how you're adjusting the reality here because what this really is about is about holding space. You know, when I think about, you know, like, cause we know each other from the chiropractic community in so many ways, when you visit a chiropractor, he or she is actually just holding space for your health and getting so in tune to what's going on with your body. And holding grief or holding space is very similar. It's, it's allowing someone to have all their feelings just as they are and just as they aren't and being a witness to it. And so many times when someone grieves, we actually want to take care of them or fix it. You know what that's really about? And I'm sure you already know this. That's about their grief that's unfinished. And so this ability to hold space, my husband is actually brings me to tears. He is masterful at this. He will not just come hug me. He'll say, is right now a good time to touch? What is it that you need right now? Thank you for telling me about that. Cause I've done many pieces of being angry at God, being angry at myself and having to forgive myself for surviving and all my family is dead. And my husband's ability to just let these emotions come and go like waves, that is a skill all on its own. And when we give that to somebody, that is one of the most precious gifts you can give. I was just, I just spoke at the Evolutionary Business Council and I did it on grief. And I had moments where my grief came up and these were other leaders. Mm -hmm. And I said, here's what I want you to consider 
don't fix anyone. Let people, let people's grief come up. Because especially now with the times that we're in with racial strife, COVID, politics, there's some, we are people dying. We are dealing with a lot of grief. And it was a practice on holding space for grief. And sure enough, people being the way that they are, because we care and we're concerned. So many people sent me documents on grief. Here's what you can do for grief. And this is the next day. And I wasn't feeling any grief at all. So what they were doing was meeting their own needs rather than mine in the moment of grief. Because I was pretty clear, I just need you to hold space. And it's a skill to learn how to hold space. And it was one that we were practicing with the leaders in this conversation of holding space. So I love that you asked that. And my husband's masterful. I bet he is. And he yeah. has a fantastic teacher with, with him every day. So it's, it's, a, it's an immense part of reacting to the circumstances with the right tools. And, and being in the workplace, that's one of the pieces that you want to be able to have that leadership skill to hold the space. And I hope our listeners are being able to see in themselves that it's okay to grieve and that it's okay to open up a space for those that are grieving in a world where things are somewhat upside down right now. Yeah. You talk about tips and tools as in grievance, obviously grieving is one of them. There's a very special tool that I know you're really good at, and that is the tool called the apology. Can you share with our listeners, how do we use this tool to make mm -hmm. our lives better? And it, this is our most significant, most used, most known tool. And um, the apology comes from a story. Can I tell you the story? Please do. Please do. You've heard this story before. I <laughs> love this story. So I got this neighbor and his real name isn't Bob, but I'm going to call him Bob. And he's one of those guys that as soon as I see him, I'm so annoyed. I actually want to smack him. I know that sounds like an odd thing for a forgiveness lady to say, Okay. So this, like, this is what would happen. I'd go out to get the mail. I'd see him out of the corner of my eye and I could already feel the annoyance creep up my body, okay? Like, oh, geez, here he comes. And he'd say something to me like this. And this is real. I am not making this up, okay? He'd say, oh, good morning, Dr. Sean. And I just go, yeah, but Bob, it's not morning, it's 6 p.m. And he'd say, I know, but you look like you just got him. Okay, so that's the energy of him, okay? Socially inappropriate, really struggles to connect with people. And I was so annoyed with him. How he experienced me is that I was this angry, nasty woman. Now I'm like, that does not make any sense for me because that doesn't, isn't what I practice, what I preach. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is where the tool came from. As soon as I started to see him and I could feel myself getting creeped out, I would start forgiving him. I pretend in my mind's eye that he was apologizing. That's why we call it the apology you'll never receive because he wasn't apologizing. And in my mind's eye, he was saying, oh, Dr. Sean, I did it again. I can't believe I just said that. And that came out of my mouth. The truth is I'm socially awkward sometimes. And I really just want you to like me. And if I would really be honest, I want you to love me and see me as your friend. And I really want to connect with you. I just don't know how to do that in appropriate social situations. Would you forgive me, please? And you can even feel me calm down as I say it. And it isn't a one hit wonder. You don't just do it once and your, your problem solved. I did it over and over and over and over. And now when I see him, 
rarely do I even get a trigger of annoyance or anything. I just see my fellow human being doing the best that he can in this moment. And so he doesn't experience me as an angry, annoyed woman, because the only place we have power is within ourselves. I can't change him. He's going to say the stuff he's going to say. And whatever situation you may have in your life, they're going to do what they're going to do. The onus is on you. And that's why this tool is so powerful because you can practice it. Leave my husband, he'll say things to me like if I get off the phone, mad at the phone company, or he goes, do you want me to apologize to you for them? And I'll say, yeah. And he'll apologize. He'll actually practice an apology, pretending he's in the company so I can let it go because I don't want that impacting my day. Right? Oh, that is a fabulous opportunity. When you come home, you have a significant other in your life and you tell them, this is what happened today. And really that song, Let It Go with Disney is it, it just, it doesn't serve a purpose because in order to let it go, you have to let it go in an appropriate manner. And just hearing you say the apology for me made me feel good for you. Yeah. And sometimes we hear these mean, nasty, somewhat angry comments that people make to others. Sometimes they're thinking and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're trying to be mean and sometimes they're clueless on what they're doing. But just having that apology and hearing it out loud, for me, hearing you say it just made me feel better for you. So maybe yeah. that's something we can share with, with our significant others, our family members and our friends is kind of almost like a game is yeah. just bringing it in as please help me let it go by just giving me an apology that I'll never get. Dr. Sean, there is a reason why you have been nominated for a Peace Prize. I have to say this was an amazing opportunity for our listeners to be able to hear tools in today's world that help them in their wellness journey, because not everything is easy to let go. And these are moments that we produce our toolkit and have ways to which we can handle the stress, the strain, the grieving, the anger, and the emotional upset that comes with life. And I want to thank you so much because you have some incredible information here today. And thank you for joining us because it's just been for most of us difficult times and you have shared and given so much of your time, your talent, and your, and your helpful tips to move us forward. My absolute pleasure and joy, and you are a delicious human that you create these conversations with adjusted reality. Thank you for having me. Outstanding. Thank you. I want to thank you for tuning in to Adjusted Reality. As we spoke to Dr. Sean Dupron about the power of forgiveness and mental health, and we know that many of you out there are feeling a ton of emotions, and we hope that this podcast brought you three things. Number one, understanding that forgiveness is possible, that you can choose the forgiveness. Number two, what did you learn about going through the phases of the forgiveness process? And then last but not least, how do you use the apology to make your life better and for those around you? This podcast was brought to you by the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress. Don't forget to subscribe share the podcast with friends and rate and review. If you're feeling inspired to learn more about chiropractic or find a doctor of chiropractic near you, visit f4cp.org slash find a doctor. 
We appreciate your support and look forward to checking in with you again soon. Thank you.